Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Sometimes the playoffs are about making statements. Sometimes the playoffs are about creating legacies. Sometimes the playoffs are about the change that it means for the way your franchise is viewed. But sometimes, sometimes playoff games are about answering questions. And last night, the Dallas Cowboys answered all of them. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Y'all can chime in. Triple Eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Oh, what do you always say, Harry Douglas? That uh, you know, I'm not saying we're Mr. Cleo here, but I think one of us on this show, at <laughs> least one of us, like because I, I, I like it is rare that I toot my own horn, but toot toot. I told you last night was going to be a blowout. Toot toot. I told you last night the Bucks couldn't hang, and toot toot. I told you the past didn't matter. The Cowboys were going to go out there and embarrass the Bucks, and what do you know? Woo! They it did. Happened. It happened. Fitz, let me say this. Woo wee. The Dallas Cowboys, I'm going to say this right now, and I'm going to say it loud and clear. If the Dallas Cowboys play the way they did last night versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady and company, if they play that way, a complete football game, they can't only beat anybody in the NFC. They can beat anybody in the National Football League, Fitz. I'm going to say that one more time. If if Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys – Play the way they played last night versus Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. They can beat any and everybody in the National Football League. And here's why, though, Fitz. You look at that game last night. Dak Prescott was spinning that football, throwing it all over the football field. The offensive line only gave up one sack. They created avenues and lanes for Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott to run through. The defense hit, stick, talk, shh, watch your mouth, Harry. <laughs> Hit, stick, talk, shh, watch your mouth, Harry. Them boys was flying all over the field. Michael Parsons couldn't be blocked at all. Tampa Bay had no answer for Michael Parsons. And I see why the young man, you know, went and had made the statement that he made when we did that interview that we talked about the other day we, that he was giving, you know, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers bulletin board material. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Michael Parsons, I was wrong. Talk your noise, my man, because you are a game wrecker, game changer. Every time I looked up and the Dallas Cowboys was on defense and they was making a play, you want to know who was around that football? Number 11. Not, not 11. None e- number 11. 11? Fitz. Is that Num- 11? Number 11. Number 11. Am I getting this right? I'm getting it. Balling. No, I'm not doing that right. But Number but, 11. But here's the thing, AC. Hear me out on this. What did I say yesterday? And, and we both talked about this. Dan Quinn was going to need to put Parsons in unique situations so that he was coming That's from right. everywhere at different times so that you didn't know what was happening and so that Brady couldn't predict it. That's exactly what happened last night, right? Like I think it what was. we saw last night was the best of everybody across the board. We saw the best of Dak. We saw the best of McCarthy. We saw the best of Dan Quinn. We saw the best of Kellen Moore. We saw the Cowboys come in and be who, frankly, a lot of us thought the Cowboys could be all year long in a game that saw two penalties, no turnovers. We looked at Tom Brady throwing his first red zone interception since he became a Buccaneer. Like This was a 31-14 thrashing that didn't even feel that close because the Cowboys reminded us that if we were playing the video game version, they're a much better mm-hmm. roster. Last night, they played like it. 
and look, Fitz, this first segment, we're going to talk about the Cowboys because we want to have a nice, happy show. I do love You know, happiness. to start yeah. things mm-hmm. off. Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and what they could not do last <laughs> night. Very, very soon. Trust me. Because my eyes couldn't believe what I was seeing. But I don't know why because it's not like they've been playing great football the entire season. I just was holding on to the Tom Brady, you know, the factor that he can work his magic. Now, back to the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy. A lot of us owe him an apology. He stepped up in this game as a head coach. Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, you mentioned him. He called a hell of a game. And I know Kellen Moore is about to get some interviews for a head coaching job in the National Football League, the way he coached that game last night. Also, Dan Quinn, we mentioned the chess match between him and Byron Leftwich. Okay, so Dan Quinn 100, Byron Leftwich 0. Mm. Dan Quinn 100, Byron Leftwich 0. And what was Dan Quinn's score? That's how bad he beat him last night. What was Dan Quinn's score? 100. And what was Leftwich? Zero. Okay, just wanted to make sure we were on the same. You're right because it was it was in every yeah very well. Fitz, Wilt I don't mean to cut you off. Did you see that defense last night for the Dallas Cowboys? Hit stick toss. Watch your mouth, boy. I the fact that you have done that that many times and not slipped up is really why you're a professional and I'm not. He's Harry <laughs> Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Triple eight. Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Cowboys fans, how are we feeling? You can call into the show. You can talk your talk. You can gloat your gloat. Oh, yeah. This is an opportunity. Like, I would love to hear from the people I hear from on the how people, you are feeling today. Dallas Cowboys fans, because we know they're, they're on a high right now. And they're they on should, a high. They should be. But it's not that long ago we watched Dak play terribly against the Commanders. And frankly, Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys head coach at his press conference, was honest about, Mike, uh, about that response when he said this. I'm not surprised at all that he responded. I think we all needed – to respond after, you know, we got kicked in the ass up there in Washington. So, um, and that, and that frankly was good for us. So, and, uh, but most important is playoff football. You, you know, we got, we got a quick plane ride home and then, you know, we're on to San Francisco. You know me, Harry, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Fitz and Harry ESPN radio. You know me well enough to know that one of the pillars in my life that I want when we analyze football teams is I want us to do it fairly across the board, right? So for a second, I'm going to take the star off the helmet and I'm just going to look at what we saw last night. We mm-hmm. saw a well-coached team that didn't make mental mistakes, that was ready for everything that Tampa Bay and Tom Brady could give them, that looked faster, stronger. They looked like they were flying to the football. They played with discipline, but they also played aggressively with a quarterback that came out and played a perfect game plan, a quarterback that saw everything coming before it came to him, a quarterback that came out and delivered the ball consistently right where it had to be, right when it had to be, with two running backs that absolutely destroyed the opposition. I'm looking at a Cowboys team, and you take the star off the helmet. Any other team today, we would be looking at it and saying, oh, my God. Oh, no, look I'm going to take game. it a step further. I'm going to take it a step further take because it. we got to remember how the game started, the first two series uh, for the Dallas Cowboys offensively. They went, they had two three and outs, right? So I, I immediately said to myself, it's, uh-oh, this might not be good for the Cowboys. The Buccaneers did the same thing, but we're going to touch on them next. We, I, trust me. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to get to them, and I'm not holding anything back today. No, I'm not. But when I seen the Dallas Cowboys go three and out two consecutive series, I said, oh, my goodness. This might not be a good, good night. But then to see them regroup, regather, and be able to put on the, the performance that they did throughout the rest of that ball game says a lot about a team facing it, adversity early on and overcoming it. Right, and the way Dak Prescott played after those first two series was unbelievable. Dakota, Dakota went out there and showed up and showed out. My goodness, Dakota. Yeah, here's the thing too. 
you said it last week when we went through on Friday the 13th. We went through the scariest position groups Spooky. across all of them, right? And which which running back room was scariest for us? Which running back group going into the playoffs was scariest? You and I both agreed it was the Cowboys. I think we mm-hmm. saw that last night. From the ability of Tony Pollard to find a slice of just a slice of grass and then press the turbo button and get through it, the number of times it looked like he was dead in the water at the line of scrimmage yep. and he just wiggled up and then before you know it, it's eight, nine yards. Like the Bucks had no answer for that. The Cowboys offensive line played really well in moving the line of scrimmage two yards the opposite direction, right? Like they were That's constantly pushing for like it, Tony it was, Pollard from a lot, of back, a lot of backs though, bro. It's because the acceleration that he has going through the holes, when you may think he's going to be tackled, he's going to be hit, he's going to be sh- uh, stopped short of the line of scrimmage, but his, his acceleration, but also his lower body strength. He's a strong young man now. He's, you're just not going to tackle him with one guy. It's going to take multiple guys to get him on the football ground. But the acceleration that he uses to get through those holes, but also the balance, the strength, but then the home run hitting speed afterwards – it's just amazing. The Dallas Cowboys are sitting in a good position right now. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys spent a month making all of us question them. And in one night, in one night, they turned around and they looked at every single question mark and they went down like a checklist and they just started marking it off. You don't think Dak can keep on, can protect the football? Check. You don't think our coach can handle the moment? Check. You don't think our defense is going to be able to play in this moment? Check. You think we're too aggressive and not, not going to be able to force turnovers? Nope, that's not the case at all. Check. Every single question we went into yesterday with, like a, a methodical mm-hmm. checklist, mm-hmm. the Cowboys went right down and said, up yours, up yours, up yours, Fitz, up yours. Is it? I, I can say this because I've seen it with my own eyes. They had some of the Dallas, I mean the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive players coming to the sideline looking scared. Not scared, looking scared. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, they they were scared and then by the end of it they were defeated. The, mm-hmm. the the sense of defeat on everything Tampa Bay last night said something about Tampa Bay, but it also said a hell of a lot about the Cowboys. Now, I promise you, we have plenty to break down on Tom Brady. We have plenty to break down on Tampa Bay and what's next for them. Those are real conversations we're going to have, but you guys have stacked the phone lines. They are racked and stacked. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. We have promised you from the outset this is going to be a community. We're going to let that community take over. Did last night tell us more about the Cowboys or who they played? Your call's coming on it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And this Cowboys team was ready. Prescott protected. End zone. Caught. Touchdown. Dalton Schultz. Second and goal. Brady pulls it down. Now throws it. Intercepted by Curse. Good protection. And the pass wide open. Touchdown Lamb. They're going to get their first road playoff win over their last nine tries. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Prescott protected. End zone. Caught. Touchdown. Brady pulls it down. Now throws it. Intercepted by Curse. They're going to get their first road playoff win over their last nine tries. The Cowboys didn't just beat the Buccaneers. They demoralized the Buccaneers. The Cowboys didn't just win that game. 
They made Tampa Bay and Tom Brady look small in the process. 31-14 in a game that frankly wasn't as close as the final score. Raises a lot of questions about Tom Brady. A lot of questions about Tampa Bay. I promise you, we've got fire to throw on all of those topics. But one thing that we promised you on this show from the outset is we wanted to be a community. Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance, and Triple Eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Harry, I asked everybody to call in. The phones are stacked. Are we ready to take some Cowboys calls? I want to hear from the people because we love the people here at Fitz and Harry. Yeah, look at that. We're, we're gonna. You guys can also tweet us at Jason Fitz at hdouglas83. We'll read some of those tweets as we continue to go through. Let's start with Dan in Buffalo. Dan, thanks for calling the show, my friend. What's he got? Fitz, I'm a big fan, brother, but you are killing me. This is a <laughs> bipolar team. Granted, I am from Philadelphia. I'm an Eagles fan, so at my core, I hate the Cowboys. But... <laughs> They are an inconsistent team all year that everybody has said. I listen to ESPN way too much. I have a problem with it. So many analysts, Cowboys are going to win, Cowboys are going to win. By the way, would you be surprised if they lost? No. They beat a below 500 team that nobody thought was any good. They laid an egg last week. Why did they check all the boxes? They're not there yet. Calm down. They're still the third best team in the NFC. You know what, Dan? That's actually real. Okay. There's some fairness to what he is saying there. Thanks for the call, okay, brother. Dan. But let me let me ask you, Harry. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I'm going to go way back in the in the day, back in back in single Harry Douglas day. Did you ever Talk date a crazy me. girl? You ever date a crazy girl in your life, Harry Douglas? No, I didn't play that. Okay, well, most of my friends have, right? And when you <laughs> date a crazy girl, like you, you fall in love with a crazy girl, and then for a little while, like all she does is like, like all, or a crazy boy, whatever you know, and you fall in love with a crazy significant other, and all of a sudden, for a while, they hurt you, and like it's just wild. It's just it's it's amazing how bad it is. But then all of a sudden, you go out <laughs> on one date where everything is like it used to be, and you're like, oh, I love them again, right? Like that's where we are with the Cowboys. Like they're, they're a crazy girl. They were up for a little while. Well, he, they're down for not, a little while. Now they're back up. He's not wrong with consistent part right the Cowboys haven't been consistent this season but this is a new season playoff season is totally different from the regular season and I do know there's carryover from what you did in the regular season but at the same time I think the Cowboys and what we've seen last night I think we've seen them hit on all cylinders and I think they're heading in a different direction now they have a juggernaut coming up because they are going to face the San Francisco 49ers but if they can play a complete game and play the way they played last night they can beat anybody in my eyes I understand the consistent part Dan, you're not wrong in in those regards. I'm just saying, if we see what we've seen from the Cowboys last night, a complete game, and them hitting on every single cylinder, they can beat anybody in the NFL. You guys are calling in 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. There are certain cities when I see on the call log you're going to get in. Like, you're calling from Vegas, the place that I'm from, you're going to get in. You're calling from Atlanta, I mean, the place that Harry is right now, you're going to get in. Maurice in Atlanta, nice calling the show, brother. What you got for us? Hey, man, how you guys doing today? We're great, man. Thanks. Good. 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 I, I just want to say that, you know, like back in the days, right, if you wanted to get a win, you played the New York Jets, right, Harry? If you wanted to get a win back in the day, <laughs> it's the same way when you played Tampa Bay this year. If you want to get a win, play Tampa Bay. You know, they were so subpar this year. They were so terrible this year that nobody expected them to win anything. So what Dallas did to me wasn't impressive. Thank you. I here's the thing I would buy that but like are we really believing that the for example the Cowboys look like trash against the, the Washington Commanders right Well not even just the Commanders they look trash against the Titans the Houston Texans and the Washington Commanders Like so those are all bad teams and if the if the Cowboys came out not bad teams but you know what I mean uh, if the Cowboys came out and looked mucky against the Bucks 
who would that surprise? Like, so I, I think we got to give him credit, even if the even if that's not a great team. Still think you got to give him credit. Curtis in Carolina, Curtis, let, give me some Cowboys positivity for the love of all things holy. Curtis, <laughs> what you got? Hey, Fitz, what's going on, man? Living that dream, man. Thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, let's go. So let me give the Cowboys some props on this. They they did look great last night. They looked like they were focused. They looked like they needed to handle business, and they did that. Uh, but like a couple of other callers, man, I think we need to pump the brakes just a little bit. This is also showing us how bad Tampa Bay really was. You got to think, they lost 10 games, and, and and Tom Brady is a shell of himself. He shouldn't have not been playing football at all. Now, we're going to get a great matchup when they play the 49ers. The 49ers have not seen a defense this good all season, and likewise for the Cowboys. So we're going to get an incredible matchup. We'll see who's going to be able to really run the ball, and if the Cowboys can stop. McCaffrey from doing what he needs to do, I think they get a victory, and we might see Cowboys-Giants in the NFC Championship. Curtis, now, I, he, he, I, go he, ahead. He, here's what I want everyone to understand about what I'm saying. I'm saying if the Dallas Cowboys play a complete game, offensively, defensively, special teams, if, they're, if Dak is playing a hell of a game, if the run game is thriving – uh, you know, the offensive line not allowing sacks. The defense is running around flying, getting turnovers, creating uh, pressure on the quarterback. And the special teams is doing their job. I'm saying they're capable of beating anybody in the National Football League. They still have to go out and do it. I'm just saying if they play a complete total game, the chances of them beating anybody in the National Football League are sky high in my eyes. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't think that's hot. Like Devin, this is the feeling I have right now because everybody's calling and saying I love the Cowboys, but then I feel like I'm getting this. And I can't. It's always lie. a but. There's always a but. Every time it's like I, I love the way they played, but I mean, <laughs> like, what? Are we, what? This is my whole thing. Consistency. If the Cowboys came out, and I don't mean consistency from the Cowboys. Good Lord, I'm not asking for perfection here. I mean consistency from all of us. If the Cowboys came out and showed us the worst of them, we would be eviscerating them today on radio. We would, I oh, just 100%. wanted to use a big root word. We would be crushing them today on radio. Uh, but that's not the case. The Cowboys played lights out to play the way the Cowboys can play. So I'm just trying to give them some props. Roy, the truck driver. Always love truck drivers. Roy, what you got for us, man? Thanks for calling the show. Man, this is scary because they're a roller coaster. Just like picking a, a bunch of dang gum numbers out of a bowl and to see how much you're going to win. That's scary because they are so un- inconsistent. And, and they better come on like they did last night against Frisco next week or it's a wrap, it's a wrap, it's a wrap, wrap, wrap. Uh, Roy, thanks for the call. I love that he said numbers out of a bowl. Like I, I, know. I, I was thinking more like a 70s key party. Like You never know what you're going to get. You pull the keys out and see what things. Well, one thing we do Look know up, about kids. you, you like big, big butts and you cannot lie. I mean, huh, huh, huh. Oh, man, I don't huh. know. Devin cut that off so fast. We were just starting to get our groove on. Like How Stella got her groove back is what's happening here. The, the Cowboys got their groove back. I'm just saying that you're right that this is a roller coaster, and you're right that it's an up and down, and you're right that I, th- I think what Harry is saying, what, what the callers are saying, and the same thing, honestly, that if yes. the Cowboys can come out and play the way they played last night, they can beat everybody. Can you trust the Cowboys to play the way they played last night? I, I don't know that. Now that's up in the air. That's up in the air. We, we, we don't know if we can trust them yet but if because we haven't seen that consistent basis from this football team this entire season. But if they can put two games together like they played last night and be consistent, the chances of them beating the San Francisco 49ers 
go up a lot more, more so if they aren't consistent. And I will throw myself under the bus. If you had said that exact statement 24 hours ago, I would have said my favorite response to you, that if my aunt had grapefruit, she'd be my uncle. Well, apparently my aunt came home with grapefruits from the grocery store because I'm telling you right now that if looks like it can at least be real. Now that I've made all of America uncomfortable, I she felt decided uncom- to change herself, bro. It's, not, it's her decision. Her body, her decision, bro. Her body, her decision. Get us out of this fast enough. Her body, it's my her, body her decision, my man. Oh, we made the decision to watch that game last night. In the process, we may have seen the greatest of all time absolutely go out with one of his worst games ever. Can he walk away after that? We'll break down the opposite side. Got all the good feels from the Cowboys, but what about the other side of it? We'll break it down next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Tonight, let's be honest. I mean, he looked like a 45-year-old quarterback. Tom Brady has to go to a team where a number one wide receiver is there, a tight end is there, a running back's there, a coach that he may know well or may not know well is there. Just be one day at a time. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Tonight, let's be honest. I mean, he looked like a 45-year-old quarterback. Second and goal. Brady pulls it down, now throws it. Intercepted by Curse. This has been a lot of focus on, you know, this game. So, yeah. It's just been one day at a time. Tom Brady has to go to a team where a number one wide receiver is there, a tight end is there, a running back's there, a coach that he may know well or may not know well is there. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and, of course, your smart speakers. <laughs> all you got to do is tell them, play ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. One, one game, Harry. You said less what now? Let's ride. You like that? Is that a good thing for us though? Because you know that wasn't a it wasn't a good thing for uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, it's a good thing for eBay Motors. It's just not a good thing for Russell Wilson. Like he doesn't get to coin <laughs> he doesn't get to coin the usage of "Let's ride forever," does he? Like I feel like you and I. Let me like, hear it from me one more time. Let me hear it. From let's me one ride. More time. Can I do, like, let's say that I'm, uh, let's because for anyone that hasn't seen this news, by the way, uh, really incredible, uh, my uh, my wonderful, humble uh, co-host uh, is having his high school gym named after he and his brother on a ceremony on January 27th. If I were to come down to said ceremony and be hanging out and want to get in, like, I don't know, your 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 portion, as we're about to sit down, or or your Lamborghini or whatever, like I mean, this is just Porsche. Don't do that. Okay, well, I'm, I'm just didn't know, like maybe we had something special for that one, like some like the wings go up in the car. I'm just imagining I slide into your sports car. Can I look at you and be like, "Hey, HD, let's ride." <laughs> I'm a laugh. I may, okay. I may spit out my sprite because you know I love drinking it. It's but it's, it's for the actually culture. that's a night too after because I'm I'm playing. I'm probably gonna broadcast this show, Fitz and Harry. From my high school gym, I got to give the Southside Clayton County Jonesboro some love, man. You know, because that's where I'm from, and you know that 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 city, that county's always taking care of me, and I give back me and my brother and my family a lot. So, 
just want to make sure I, I do something for them as well. But we are going out that night afterwards, Fit. So oh. we're going to have us a good time. And then my parents, we're going to have a cookout on Saturday the day after. So come on down, man. Go oh, man. You just like you one of us, baby. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, 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 allowed, I'm, like, I'm invited to yeah. a Southern cookout? Yeah. Yes! Oh, this is going to be great. Um, yeah. I, I, look, I, I'm going to be the best plus one you've ever had at the cookout. I feel like I'm really going to fit right in. Now you're getting weird. I feel like I'm going to fit right in. one that you okay. ever had yeah. and all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other plus one that might end up at the cookout because he's got nothing else to do is Tom Brady. Uh, and, and I make a joke about it, but realistically, we saw the worst of the best last night. And when you talk about Tom Brady, it just it never looked comfortable. He, he never looked like... Uh, and we talked about yesterday, what could the Cowboys do to make him uncomfortable? Well, they, they accomplished that. They sent pressure from everywhere. Uh, you saw Brady make some weird throws rolling out of the pocket. He doesn't usually make you saw him be risky with the football. You saw him with his first red zone interception since he joined the Buccaneers. And it was just a reminder that, you know, for all the greatness that has been there from the GOAT, last night was not that. And now a team's got to look at it and try and figure out, like, who is Tom Brady? Tom Brady's got to look at him, figure out if he keeps wanting to play. Like, there are so many questions around Brady right now, it's impossible to figure out the situation. Yeah, watch, watching that game last night, Fitz, it was, it was pretty unbearable. From the perspective of Tom Brady and seeing what he's accomplished so far up, up until this season um, in that point last night in that playoff game, but you're talking about throwing his first red zone interception in three years, and I don't know what he was looking at or if he was trying to throw it away, but I've never seen Tom Brady try to throw a football away and throw it away like that. Usually it lands about, you know, 10 rows in the stands. Right. Whether it's on the sidelines or it's in the back of the end zone. So normally he's done a great job throughout his career of doing that. Also, I'm looking at seam routes. He's trying to throw to the tight end down the middle of the football field, and the ball skipped to the tight end when he was wide open. And it looked like he was getting upset and mad at the tight end. And I'm looking at Tom, like, I understand pressure was bearing down, you know, your sternum, but hang in there and deliver that football because that's a play that could have, you know, kind of got them going a little bit offensively. Then you look at the play to Mike Evans before halftime, and the ball is nowhere near Mike Evans, and he's wide stinking open. I mean, but bucket naked, and the ball is nowhere near him. So, Tom Brady, you've seen last night a quarterback um, throughout his career who didn't mind getting hit and standing in the pocket and delivering footballs. Last night it looked like Tom Brady was more so worried about getting hit and worried about the blitz because Michael Parson, number one, was on his tail uh, all game long. A guy that, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line and running backs couldn't block. I seen one time, you know, Leonard Fournette get ran over. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember which, 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 de- which defender came on the blitz, but got ran over. And then they pressured Tom Brady. He had to get rid of it. So just a very, very off night for Tom Brady. And it's something that we aren't accustomed to seeing prior to this season, but we did see in time at times throughout the season, and it carried over to this playoff game. But uh, you got to give a lot of credit to Dallas's defense and what they were able to do. But you, they were just out of sync all last night. It's going to be interesting because I want to take a second and just acknowledge the real life stuff Tom Brady's going through. Right, like mm-hmm. as much as everybody wants to talk about his marriage to Giselle, to Giselle and the divorce. And then we make it about celebrity status, and TMZ loves to talk about that stuff. Let's be very honest. Like, going through that process during a football season has to be absolutely brutal. Like, going through that process and trying to remain focused on football has to be brutal, especially when you have kids involved and there's so much complexity to it. And, you know, when you're sitting there— Can I add this to it? Yeah. Can I add this to it, too? Because we're not going to sit up here and fake the funk and act like, you know, when you're— you and your significant other are going through things that it doesn't bother you. I remember times, man, when 
me and my wife, before she was my wife and, you know, she was my girlfriend at the time, we'll go through things, right? And I go to the facility and it's hard for me to eat because you're thinking about her all day long and wondering if she's okay and that whole nine. What, Tom, that, Tom Brady may have been going through some of the same things because, you, like you mentioned, Fitz, we do put that celebrity tag on people when we know him as Tom Brady. And sometimes people forget that Tom Brady is also a human being. And this is not just no little thing that he was going through with his wife. We're talking about a divorce here that, that, that uh, has a lot to do with the kids as well and how they're thinking and their mindset and that's who you want to protect you mainly when you when you go through when families go through divorce or, or couples or married couples at that so yes he was dealing with a lot and we don't know how Tom was feeling but I'm pretty sure he wasn't feeling the best and I think it plays into what's about to happen because when you're going through that process one of the toughest things is silence right Tom Brady's had the distraction of football for the last few months which still has been difficult to make it through now he's going to have silence, right? Like he's going to have free time. He's going to be sitting in the house trying to figure out, you know, where he is and what's next in life. So I think it's important, you know, to remember all of the human aspects when he's talking about his future. At his press conference afterwards, he did address him. This is a little of what he said. I'm not, you know, I've, this has been a lot of focus on, you know, this game. So, yeah, let's just be one day at a time, truly. I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort and, and you guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support, and um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you everybody for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect. and And I uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. I mean, you can just sort Gratitude. of hear. Like, yeah, and, and there's a heaviness in his voice. And, and yep. part of that you just lost. And if you're Tom Brady, that's never easy. But part of it is now you just sort of have to step back and accept everything that's, uh, that, that's sort of going on outside of all of that in life. So none of this is going to be easy for Tom Brady moving forward. And that's a complexity that I think we have to factor in when we sit here and have conversations about where he's going to play next year, what he wants to do next year, if he's going to retire next year. I mean, it, for, for the first time in an offseason, he's going to have to factor different things than ever this year. So the human part of me is going to be respectful of that. We also, though, are going to be harsh on the way he played that game last night. We got a lot to break down on Brady. But coming up, the real reason the Cowboys won last night. It's good take, hot take. We're going to do it after after Harry, that's his name, tells you this about Granger. Almost said Fitz. I'm not telling you about it. Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Is it a good take? That's good. Great. Or a hot take? How hot? Red hot. Find out now with Fitz and Harry. Now, I'm going to be honest. My co-host, Terry Douglas, he's on first take. All right. My co-host has the take game down. It's a science, right? (laughs) So this segment is going to be interesting because this is the rules. I'm Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Simple. I'm going to play a little bit of a take from one of our peers, and then we're going to decide. Is it a good take? We listen to that and think, yeah, I agree with what you just said. That makes total sense. Or is it a hot take? 
Hot take meaning either it's bad, it's wild, you're crazy, any of those things. All right, Red, Harry, you ready? Let's go. Let's be careful with this first one because you see this man in person all the time. It's from first take. We're going to start off with a little Stephen A. Smith. Here's his take on the Cowboys and, you know, his part in the Cowboys win. The Dallas Cowboys should thank me. They should thank me. They should thank me. Listen, listen. I served as the ultimate source of motivation. I talked a little bit too much. I talked a little bit too much. I fed off of the stuff that happened with the commanders a week earlier in the nation's capital. You understand? And I, I served as a source of inspiration. We're not listening to that today. I mean, they should thank me. They should thank me. What do you think, Harry? Good take or hot take? No, that's a hot take. It uh-huh. was not because of Stephen A. Smith. It was because the Cowboys understood if they didn't play a, a great brand of football and play a complete game, they could possibly be going home. I think the last thing on their minds is Stephen A. Smith saying A, B, C, or D before a playoff game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, this is my thing. There's no way Mike McCarthy or Dak Prescott sat at their dining room table with their family and said, man, we really got to win this game because if we don't, Stephen A. <laughs> like, I, I love you, Stephen A. I realize you're the face of the network, but I also <laughs> realize that these guys are playing for a lot more than what ESPN thinks of them. Uh, you know, I'm just saying. Hot tamale take. I'm just saying and that is the hottest of hot takes from Stephen A. All right, let's move on to our buddy Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, had this take this morning on Get Up about the Cowboys. It's really simple. They're A game. They are the best team in football, period, end of story. I've said it since August. They are complimentary football at its finest. When Dak Prescott plays that way, they have a tremendous pass rush. Guys, they only blitzed six times last night and still got pressure almost a third of the time. That's remarkable. And how about Mike McCarthy? We've killed him on the show, myself included. Two penalties, zero turnovers. That's great coaching. And, oh, by the way, they had a reshuffle their offensive line, including putting a rookie at left tackle, and they didn't miss a beat. What do you think, Harry? Good take or hot take? I'm going to go with a hot take only with the simple fact that I'm going to say this. He said that they're the best team in football. When they play a complete game, when they're on the air game, I think they can beat anybody in the National Football League. That's a difference from being the best team in the National Football League. When I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, when they're on their A game, plus they have the roster to back it up. When I look at the Buffalo Bills, when they're on their A game, plus they have the roster to back it up. Now, I understand the Cowboys beat the Cincinnati Bengals early in the year, but that was early on when they were still trying to figure some things out. Joe Burrow didn't go through training camp, really. The offensive line still trying to gel. I still think the Cincinnati Bengals, when they're on their A game, right, they could potentially be the best team in the National Football League. So, I don't put the Cowboys in the best team in the National Football League when they're on their A game. I think they, they're they capable of beating anybody in the National Football League, though. So is this a good take or a hot take? If the I Dallas hot take Cowboys already. play the way they did last night versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady and company, if they play that way, a complete football game, they can beat any and everybody in the That's National what I just said, Football so, League. So you're here's telling me. Do y'all not li- are y'all not listening? No, we're listening to you. No, we're just so listen to what, no, 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 no. I, rewind. Yeah. Listen to what I said. I, yep. Mm-hmm. Being if able to beat Cowboys any team in the National the Football they League. Did last night. <laughs> and, and being the best team in the National Football League are two different things. I don't think y'all are understanding that part. Oh, 
no, we're understanding it. it. This is just a level of tap dancing I haven't seen since Danny Kay. Like, this is a level of, like, biology. I didn't know that I was. Because uh, when you play 10 years in the National Football League, you understand the difference, Fitz. Well, my co difference. You understand the difference between being the best team in the National Football League and being able to play at your A game and being able to beat anybody in the National Football League. Those are two different things, bro. I learned my co-host is a scientist today. Apparently, he splits hairs better than any scientist in the history of mankind. Well, all you got to do is go to Louisville and look at, look at the athletic department and go to the, the educational side and see my name up there multiple times. That'll tell you I'm smart as hell. Well, I never said you weren't smart. I'm just saying you ain't a scientist. I learned you're a scientist. You're in there like splitting hairs. Uh, the absolute, understand the, di- understand the, the difference. The absolute best of the Cowboys would not beat the absolute best of the 49ers would not beat the absolute best of the Chiefs and would not beat the absolute best of the Eagles. So I don't think that the Cowboys are the best team in football. That that is that So you're literally just saying the same thing I just said. No, no 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 <laughs> No, nope. you just said. I don't think that the Cowboys given... aren't the best team in the National Football League. Correct. I also I said when they play their A game, they could beat anybody in the National Football League. Yeah, uh, that the other portion of that conversation is presuming that the team they're playing against doesn't play their A game. So if I give one team the benefit of the doubt to the A game, I give them both. So like, I don't think that on, if they play a complete football game, like our producer behind the fourth wall here, Evan asked so us. So who's early, splitting hairs now? You, you are. You're, so you're not splitting hairs? No, not at all. Like I, okay. I, I think both takes are hot. I think the take that the Cowboys can beat anybody was, is hot, and I think the take that the Cowboys are the best team in the in the playoffs are hot because I don't think both are true. I think the Cowboys are going to lose to the 49ers this weekend, whether I, I they play that complete was a football misuse. or not. I think that was a misuse of the hit that I gave earlier. I think that was a 100% misuse of the hit I gave earlier. Let's uh, let's get a little bit <laughs> let's uh let's see here time-wise. I'm going to get in Jerry Jones. This is what he said. It's like a hunting dog. We have tasted uh what you need to uh, realize is there and we will it will cause you to grow. I saw that happen to our championship teams. And I saw us take uh, guys that certainly had the goods but they not necessarily had the experience or the having had it happen to them. They hadn't. But our teams of the 90s did come on and get better and better and grow. Is a playoff win like honey to a hunting dog? I don't even know what that means. Harry, is that a good take or a hot take? I, 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 I'm going to go a hot take because I don't even understand what Jerry <laughs> has going on. <laughs> I'm going to go hot take. I, I feel like I just want to party with Jerry at this point because I, I don't blame him for being party in, in full party mindset after that win, but, man. Like, I'm sitting there trying to follow that. I feel like Charlie Day and Always Sunny just pointing at a map. I have no idea what he's talking about. there got to be he a hot take. honey to a hunting dog. Got to love that one. All right, is Dak back? We'll break it down next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 